and welcome to Middle Church Online. I'm Natalie. I'm your digital minister here at Middle. We are so glad that you've chosen to worship with us. Thank you for coming. Um, this is a communion Sunday, so make sure that you have all of your elements in order to participate, something to eat, something to drink, um, and let's get right into worship. But before we do, we like to take a deep centering breath together as a community. Come, let us worship God.
everyone, this is Reverend Amanda. I use she, her pronouns. And now is the time for Middle Rising, where we get to share with you a couple of things that are happening in the life of Middle Church. We are in the middle of Black History Month. At Middle, we understand that Black history is U.S. history and that it doesn't just happen once a month. Even so, we do have a series of special events and programmings happening this month in honor of all Black lives. I want to lift up especially a new series called For the Love of Black Literature, which is happening every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I hope you will join us. Secondly, one of the ways that we are caring for one another right now is by disseminating information about COVID-19 vaccinations. We want to be on the front lines of making sure that the most marginalized in our communities get vaccinated first. That includes those in prisons and detention centers. So send us information that you have, stay up to date with us on our advocacy efforts, and let us know if you need help securing a vaccination appointment. We would be so happy to pair you with a middle volunteer. And finally, Ash Wednesday and the season of Lent is upon us. Head to middlechurch.org to make plans to join us as we journey through Lent together, kicking off with a special digital Ash Wednesday service on February the 17th. And friends, now let's move into a time of prayer together. Prayer reminds us of our connection to one another, and it reminds us of our connection to the holy, to God, to the divine to the spirit. So let's pray together now. I invite you to find a posture of prayer that's comfortable to you. Maybe it's standing, maybe it's laying down, maybe it's eyes closed, maybe it's eyes open. Let's pray together now. I invite you to be mindful of the breath in your body. As you are mindful of that breath, be reminded that it is God who first gave you breath. And every time you breathe, may it be a reminder of God's presence living inside you. Holy One, we come to you today in the middle of Black History Month. And we are reminded that in this country, Black lives have not always mattered and they still do not always matter. So God, we confess our complicity in that in creating a world and systems where that is the case, in creating thinking and in raising children that perpetuate whiteness and white supremacy. God, we come confessing our sin and our complicity in that, and we also come bringing our hope and our prophetic dreams for a world in which all black lives do matter and for a world free of racism. God, we come with that hope because it is that hope that we find in the Holy Scriptures that tells us that we can and we must create that world because that is the world that you desire. God, we come to you today in the various places that this moment finds us in, as we are inching up onto a season of Lent, as we are inching up onto a year in which we have been isolated from our regular activities, from the ones that we love, from our places of work, from our places of school. And so God, we come to you in makeshift offices, 
behind closed doors to keep screaming toddlers out. We come to you confessing that we're drinking too much because we don't know what else to do or celebrating that we've been able to stay sober in this time. We come to you with a wide variety of mental health challenges because of all the things that the past year has brought on us are heavy. God, may we be held and cared for and loved by our bringing those things to you together in community. And let's pray together now the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Pray in whatever language you're comfortable with, whatever way. There's an inclusive version printed in the bulletin. Praying, ever loving and holy God, how will it be your name? Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen. is a long soak in a hot tub on a cold night. Peace to me is creating your own Zen space. Peace to you, Middle Church. Peace to me is not scaring folks as I walk around in my mask. P-E-A-C-E. -E. Peace to you, Middle Family. Peace to you, Middle Church. Peace is a manny petty. Peace is when I stand on ancestral shoulders and say to you, Ashe. Peace is doing the right thing when no one is looking. Peace is being in the security of your friends and family. Peace is waking up to the smell of sweet potato pie. Peace is finding your tribe and being your whole authentic self. Peace is you, Middle Church. I too sing America. I am the darker brother. They send me to eat in the kitchen when company comes, but I laugh and eat well and grow strong. Ooh. Tomorrow, I'll be at the table when company comes, and nobody will dare say to me, eat in the kitchen then. Besides, they'll see how beautiful I am and be ashamed. I, too, am America.
Amen. Thank you so much. Cassandra, we missed you. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Jackie Lewis here for those of you who don't know me. So delighted to have a chance to be with you in the digital worship space today. Listen now for a word from our God that is found in the prophet Isaiah. I'm reading chapter 40, verses 18 to 28. Listen now for a word from God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? God sits enthroned upon the circle of the earth and all its people are like grasshoppers. God stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. God brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than God blows on them and they wither away. They wither away like chaff and a whirlwind sweeps them away into nothingness. To whom will you compare me or who is my equal? Says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? God who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name because of God's great power and mighty strength. Not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. God will not grow weary. And his understanding, no one can fathom. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Will you say a prayer with me? Holy one, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And as we seek to hear a word from you, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I called this sermon, I Don't Feel No Ways Tired. I listen to the gospel ensemble sing that piece and I think, gosh, I didn't mean to lie in my sermon title. I actually do feel tired. I am so tired, tired in my bones, tired in ways that I don't, I don't ever remember feeling except for that crazy four month period when I first got to middle church between January and Easter. And I was learning a new job with a new bunch of people and finishing a PhD dissertation all at the same time. Child, I wrote five chapters between January and April and was being mentored by Gordon. It wasn't like, take some time and do your PhD, Jackie, no. It was drinking from a fire hose and learning at the same time and writing all at the same time. I've not been tired like that since 16 years ago. But if I'm honest right now, my body hurts. My head hurts. I'm so exhausted from 
the fire, the full-time work that having a fire is. Though I have an amazing team, though there are incredible staff people holding pieces of this firework, though the collegiate church is collaborating with us and we have volunteers that are helping to raise money every single day, I'm on fire with fire. I'm on fire with fire. I'm tired from fitting that in to ministry fitting that into what the work that we have to do. And the sad backdrop of the fire like depresses me, right? I don't lose the picture of seeing the building in flames. I don't lose the feeling of Susan and Claudia calling me and saying, the church is burning down. All of that sits right here. It sits here in the backdrop of 2020. It sits here in the backdrop of closing down the church on March 15th with a few of us in there socially distancing, singing, dancing, and preaching. All of this time of isolation and aloneness and separateness, trying to do in the digital space what we could do in the physical space. I'm so tired of Zoom. Are you tired of Zoom? And that, that's just one piece of 2020. What about the crazy political shenanigans? You don't need me to rehearse them, but didn't they just wipe you out? And will you ever unsee the knee of that police officer on the neck of George Floyd? Will you ever not see Ahmaud Arbery? Will you ever not see Breonna Taylor? Will you ever not see just the wholesale onslaught of violence against black bodies? Nine-year-olds whose parents might call because the child is having a, a, a mental health issue and she ends up in the snow being tackled by police and tased. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of being black in America and having my life not matter and having to smile through microaggressions and shoulder through insults and watch the craziness of January 6th and have it be brushed over by Republicans who, who want to stay in office. And I'm so tired of the wrong being pretended to be as good as the right. I'm so tired of it's good people everywhere. I'm so tired. of the way America works, the way the globe works. I feel exiled all the time from the best life, the democracy that we were planned, the, the love relationships that I want us to have as a community of, of neighbors in New York, in New York state, in the nation. I feel like we are exiled from our best selves. Our text today has the Babylonian exile as a backdrop. It's not just that, but, but these people have been at war. They've been at war with the Chaldeans. They've been at war with Babylon. They've been captured and taken the best and brightest of them away, leaving the ones who really couldn't fend for themselves, the weak, not the artisans, the, the underskilled, the, the, the people on the margins at home. The, the Israelites go to Babylon. They become a little bit like Babylon. They become a little curious about the gods of Babylon and the ones left in Jerusalem, the ones left at home, they struggle. And, and then the remnant returns and, and, and now we're in this culture of mixed messages and whose God actually are we worshiping? When Isaiah writes this text or whoever in the Isaiah community writes this text, they're writing directly into a question, a conversation about who is God? 
these tired people, these exhausted people, these people who who have experienced xenophobia, these people who are exhausted, like we're exhausted, of the way racial dynamics work, of the way class works, the way enmity works, these tired people, they're curious, they're wondering, does God still exist? If so, does God hear them? If so, does God see them? Where's the evidence? And, and you can tell there's been conversations about other gods because, because Isaiah is saying, look, hey, hey, that astral God that the Babylonians worship, that God, the God you think this in the stars, this God, our God, the one true God, this God who created you is the same God that created the stars and flung them in the sky and knows each of the stars so intimately that God knows when one of them has burned out this God, our God, the one true God, the God that heard your cries and rescued you from bondage, the God that understands your suffering and heals you, the God who has forgiven you for the trespasses that got your behinds in trouble with Babylon, that God, that God is an awesome God and knows you and loves you and is here and present to you and with you. This God, the one God, the one God never gets tired, though you are tired. And, and the one who knows this God, though they trip and fall, though they feel exhausted like I do, they will renew their strength and rise up on wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not faint. This God can energize you, can re-equip you, can find you in your fatigue and resuscitate your soul. God, how I need that word today. I need today to remember that I am not by myself. I need today to remember that I have a community of faith that when I'm exhausted, holds up my arms, reminds me that it's gonna be okay. I need to notice, I need to notice all around me is evidence of love and support and kindness. And I need to articulate for my community that because we are tired, because the nation is tired, because the globe is tired, we too can be distracted like Israel by rival gods. No, not the astral god of Babylon. That's, we're too sophisticated for that. We're not creating idols like that. But our hearts can be captured and tricked and fooled into being guided by having the worldview of other gods, other gods who want to claim us, gods like fear, like xenophobia, like heteronormativity, still. A God that, 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 that can't get with the non-binariness of some of God's people. We can have ideologies that capture our imagination, that somehow our wealth is more important than someone else's poverty, that somehow Jewish people created lasers that started the fires in the wilderness of California. Come on. 
we are more subtle now, but still Christianity traffics in different gods. And in the guise of having a personal relationship does not look past the individual salvation and think about the whole community of faith. I invite any of you to look up where in the Bible it says, have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ in order to be saved. Christianity splinters around which God, which Jesus we have allegiance to. In our exhaustion, we can fall prey to being individualistic as opposed to a community of faith. We can fall prey to imagine that, that we don't have to hold ourselves and our people accountable to the truth that this nation is languaging around the old time religion called racism. I'm so tired of having the same conversation over and over again, hoping to convert some of us to see that if we're not a part of the solution, we're part of the problem. To see that if we can't turn left and right and ask our families, our communities to be accountable, to, to, to disavow themselves of the God of whiteness, then we, we are not actually having a personal relationship. Let's say there was a Christian pastor who happened to be a part of the Dutch Reformed Church in America and say they lived in New York and say they started the collegiate church and say that pastor who had a personal relationship with Jesus had slaves and let their slaves get baptized and let their slaves get married and let their slaves' children get baptized but kept their slaves in bondage? Which personal relationship were they having with which Jesus? And which relationship were they having with which God? That's what I'm talking about. I'm saying, like the people to whom this text was addressed, we too can be fooled about the God to whom we're praying. In our fatigue, we can buy into false religion. And what the text promises, that when we're tired, God will not be tired. That when we're exhausted, God is not exhausted. That when we turn toward God, when we turn toward the one God, the true God, we can have our lives, our souls resuscitated, rejuvenated. We can rise up on eagle's wings and run and not get weary and walk and not get faint. Friends, the, the, the ministry that we're in, the life we're called to live is not a sprint, it is a marathon. And it is not an individual race. We have batons to pass on. We as a whole community are called to get to the promised land of justice together. There is no personal relationship unless the relationship is privately about healing our souls and publicly about healing the world. Privately about getting our lives right with God, publicly about making sure that everybody's got food on the table, that everybody has enough. This is our calling, this is our ministry, this is our job. I do feel tired. But the tense of that is errorist and right now because I am promised restoration and I am promised rejuvenation and I am promised 
exaltation. I am promised liberation in relationship to my God and my community. Let us run this race, this marathon race together, following a God who wants to relate to you and me and to all the people who wants our freedom and liberation and theirs as well. This is the religion of Yeshua ben Joseph, our mentor, our model, who keep us running on the race. Amen. There's only us, there's only this. Forget regret or life is yours to miss. No other path, no other way, no day but today. As the musical Rent celebrates 25 years, I can't help but think on Middle's history in the height of the AIDS crisis. When no one would bury those who died of this disease, Middle opened its doors and held this community. We're still doing this now, though online, opening our virtual doors to hold community continuing to find that there is always more space at the table and sharing meals with friends, just as Jesus did during that last supper. Intentional community in the midst of death and dying, just as Jesus did during the last supper and just as we are doing now in the middle of a pandemic, we invite you to share with us in this meal. That night, Jesus took the bread, broke it, and gave thanks, saying, this is my body broken for you. Take, Let us eat. Break bread do this as often as you shall do it in remembrance of me. Let us do so also in remembrance of those we have lost and those who are still fighting the AIDS epidemic. The same night he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, This is my blood shed for you. Take and drink in remembrance of me. May we also do so in remembrance of the over 400,000 who have died from COVID and for those fighting to end this pandemic. When I fall on my knees with my face to the Good morning, Middle Family, and happy Black History Month. My name is Matthew Johnson Harris, and I have the great honor and privilege to do the Join the Movement this morning, and also to give you all a special announcement. 
I have been working really hard with Reverend Jackie Lewis and Titus Burgess producing a blowout fundraiser filled with celebrities and awesome talent to raise money for our Middle Rising campaign, which helps us rebuild our sanctuary. But what I love the most about Middle Collegiate Church is that even in the midst of us rebuilding our own home, we are still doing the work to fight for social justice and equity in our world. The day after the fire, we had to pivot our um, multi-ethnic and multicultural book fair for our kids and our families to the virtual space, and we still had over 100 families attend. We've given out over $20,000 in our rental assistance program, specifically for middle members who have been affected by this pandemic. We sent thousands of postcards, and we made hundreds of phone calls to flip the U.S. Senate blue, man. <laughs> I'm still real hype about that one. I really am. <laughs> And also, our Investing in Black Trans Liberation Theology class ran for four weeks online and had over 90 attendees. We know that we are more than the sanctuary. We are a living, walking, and breathing sanctuary every single day that we do the work. But honey, facts are facts. <laughs> we still need to rebuild our sanctuary, okay? And there's so many ways that you can partner with Middle and help us do that. By looking below, you can see so many different options. Shout out to Jeff Berman, who does all of our video, video editing and keeps us running each week by editing together our virtual, um, our virtual worships. But you can do that or you can go to www.middlechurch.org rising and give specifically to our rising campaign. Whether you set up a reoccurring gift or you give once, Every dollar counts. I cannot wait to see you March 25th. I love you, middle family. Keep being wonderfully and amazingly made because God loves you just the way you are. Have a great rest of your Sunday. I can tell the world, yes, about this. I can tell the nations, yes, that I'm blessed. I can tell the world, yes, about this. I can tell the nations, yes, that I'm blessed.
Hello, Middle Family. Thank you for your gifts to our church today. Please join me in a moment of prayer. Holy God, source of love and light, strength and healing, we give you the glory. Thank you for these gifts. May we use them to rise from the ashes of hate and division, hunger and need. Let them bring us together to love one another, heal our wounds, and rejoice in your everlasting grace. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.
all of that beautiful worship and we're on time. Yay. Friends, um, isn't it beautiful to watch that music in the sanctuary, our choirs? Isn't it fun to watch me making out with Bertram <laughs> at the end of that worship? Oh my gosh. I'm tired. I know you're tired, but I'm laughing right now. Our staff has a text chain always on Sunday. The notes we write each other make me just crack up or cry. We're going to make it, everyone. We are going to make it because we serve a God who doesn't get tired. We serve a God who is love and light. That's the one with whom we want to have a personal relationship. That's the one that's calling us to free ourselves and free each other. When we're tired, we know it's for a moment because we're in a marathon to all get to the promised land of peace and wholeness and shalom and right relationship together. So with the staff making me giggle, I say to you, God bless you and keep you. God make God's face to shine upon you. God be gracious unto you and give you peace and energy for this journey. Amen.